This is one-on-one's NFL Friday, bringing your weekly Jets, Giants, and NFL talk from WFUV Sports with top guests, weekly fantasy advice, and opinionated analysis. This is one-on-one's NFL Friday. That's right, people. It's week 11. It's NFL Friday. We got a great show show for you tonight. It's Friday night. It's a little past normal time for NFL Friday, but we're ready to go. Got some new guests. We got some usual guests. Mir Gori's joining us over the phone. How about it? Round of applause for Mir. Dom Capone's with me. Thanks. New to the show? Yes, first this, is my, time? this is my first time on the show. Yes. Love it. We yeah, got Jimmy happy. Sullivan doing some fantasy, and of course, Emmanuel Barbari behind the booth guiding us as we go along. We got a good show for you mm-hmm. tonight. We're going to start with some Thursday night football action. Steelers absolutely destroying the Titans last night. Then we're going to talk about a little Giants and Jets. We're going to do that at the same time. Then we're going to wrap it up with a little playoff picture, I guess. You know, what else to call it? So, why don't we get right into it with Thursday Night Football, guys. It was the Steelers 40-17 to over the Titans. A lot to talk about, but before we talk about anything, what do you guys think of the uh, view, the, the Madden view? Um, I think it's okay. You know, I don't know if it's that much of a difference from last year, but it's all right. It's all right. Wait, what was last year? It was, it was just fair, you know, it's fair. was like on a one to 10 scale, I would say it's like a five or six. So you weren't entertained by the first person quarterback view? No. Okay. Dom, you like it? Uh, I actually didn't see the game, but uh, I've all over social media, a lot of people are talking about it. So maybe I'm not, you know. Yeah, I, I mean, can't it's, talk it's, on the subject. But. Mir, I kind of thought you would like it as a, as a, you know, a football geek. You know, you can, you I can, mean, you can read the coverages a little bit. I mean, I'm, I'm okay. I'm, I'm a football junkie. Like I like plays and formations and tough football. And the QB view just seems like another finesse way of making football more finesse. And I want football to be, you know, grimy, Old school. dirty. I like that. I like that. I, I, too, I think it's a bit of a fad, and I don't think it has much staying power. But let's talk about the game. The Steelers just dominating. You know, Antonio Brown goes off, as usual, three touchdowns, 140-something yards. Guys, the Steelers are 8-2, and two, mm-hmm. and they have a dominant, dominant control over the AFC North. I mean, the Ravens are the next best team. They're four and five. So the Steelers, I mean, they're locked for the playoffs. Right. And this was the same team that got destroyed by the Jaguars and our own Matt Murphy stopped me from picking the Jaguars that week. But, you know, don't mind me, but, you know, I think the Steelers are kind of got lucky. They got hot after the, the debacle that happened between Roethlisberger and obviously Brown and, and the situation in the locker uh-huh. room. But, you know, they got it together, and, and maybe they're just trying to be civil for one last year, and then they <laughs> kind of split it up or something. I mean, I was going to ask, what is this team's ceiling, Dom? I mean, you know, they're 8-2. They've mm-hmm. been there before. Ben Roethlisberger's been in a few Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, wouldn't it be crazy after all this crazy narrative that Mir was referring to with the drama in the locker room and Roethlisberger even, even talking about retiring, mm-hmm. bringing it up halfway through the season. I mean, they could find themselves in the Super Bowl. Yeah, if you go back and, and, and look, they had some tough losses. They lost against the Bears, the Jaguars, but they've won five in a row. And I can see them winning eight in a row. Hey, man, they're, they're eight yeah. and two. No one yeah. else has got that good of a division. 
And to be honest with you, I think they could be right up there and compete with the Patriots to get to the Super Bowl. And I don't understand why anyone would be surprised about that. You know, because I don't see any other team. No, exactly. There are this, other teams. This that is can sort of what it. I'm trying to prove. Yeah. This is like the Patriots. The the so, Steelers are an old time AFC team with a proven quarterback who's been there before. So, Tommy, let me ask you this: As much as I know that you're the A host, I think Dom and I would like you to answer this question. Got it. Do you think that they're that, that the fact that they're eight and two is mostly because of Roethlisberger? being the just the the hall of famer in my eyes hall of famer no, uh, kind of qb that that he is or do you think this is a collective team effort you know i really think more for the more so than it's ever been with a ben roethlisberger led team i think that it's the latter i think this is really a steelers unit coming together because you know roethlisberger was you know, is was the type of quarterback that did extend plays and, and maybe win a few games by himself. Carries I think, the team, right. Yeah, yeah, and and I think now that is definitely on the decline a little bit. I mean, heck, he's so even... So do you think that they're actually, in a sense, better being, like, with an older Roethlisberger where he actually is physically not able to carry the team, so it forces the rest of the team to play better? Because I think that's, that's the fundamental change that happened. First few weeks... He's, like, forced to carry. The, like, the game plan is Roethlisberger is going to get us the win. Now it's Le'Veon's running the ball more. Defense is very efficient. I, I don't know. That's yeah. just my opinion. I think this is actually a better Steelers yeah. team than I've seen in a long time. Even maybe Steelers when they won the Super Bowl against the Seahawks. Yeah, and the thing about the Steelers now, I mean, I feel like every year they have, like, the, the opportunity, the chance, but sometimes they just don't live up to expectations. But this year, like you guys said, it's it's well-rounded team. I mean, the defense is uh, third in the league in allowing uh, the fewest yards per game with 287. So I, I think this is a collective uh, unit, the collective team, and I think they go far. Uh, and like you said, Mir, um, this could be a better team than the Super Bowl team. Yeah, Mir, I think you bring up a really good point in that this is a put-together team, and, and that's a good point. Dom, third third in the league in defense. This has been a defense that's struggled in the past few years. If they can get it together, I think this team can go a long way. Ryan Shazier plays really well. Le'Veon Bell, Juju Smith-Susser. There's seemingly weapons all over the place. But now in the AFC South, the Titans are in a much more tight race. So the Jags are 6-2. and two. The Titans, obviously, they were tied, but they lose last night. They're 6-3. and three. The Titans... It almost feels like they have a worse record than six and three because they had a lot of expectations and they've had a lot of really bummer performances. Well, Dom, you go ahead first because I got a lot of heated opinions about the Titans. About the Titans? Well, the Titans come and they've they've won four straight games. I, I obviously they're playing the Steelers on uh, Thursday night football. I think Mariota obviously had an awful game with four interceptions, but they're playing they're playing the Colts next week and then they got the Titans. I think they get back in the win column. Um, and then they got the 49ers on their schedule, the Cardinals. So they got some easy wins. So they have an opportunity to make the playoffs. And then they're facing the Titans. I'm sorry, the Jaguars in Week 17. So that could be. We're going to talk about it obviously later in the uh, with the division and who's going to win the division. Our picks about that, but that could be a big game in deciding who wins this one. Yeah, good point. I, let's not talk about the Jags actually too much right now because yeah. we will so, touch on that. So let's just focus on the. So Titans. my point about the Titans though is. <laughs> I actually was the only staff to pick the Bengals on uh, last week to win against the Titans. And, of course, the Bengals didn't win, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the Titans only won by four. 
and my whole theory was teams like the Bengals. And last week, I, I, we discussed this with with uh, Berbers that you know Emmanuel Berbari, I guess is the formal name, is you know the fact that teams like the Jets, Bengals, Titans, Jaguars, Bills, they're teams that like are one or two or three, even the Chargers, one or two, three kind of decisions or drops or missed field goals away from being like having a really good record. And I just feel like that, that it's worked out for the Titans, but it hasn't worked out for teams like the Jets or the Chargers and even the Bengals because the Bengals were having similar locker room issues at the beginning of the season like the Steelers, but, you know, they didn't get it together like the Steelers did. But then again, they also don't have the talent like the Steelers. But my point is they didn't even right the ship, really. They, they just continued to think, you know. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I like I like all those teams you just brought up. I'm looking for the word to describe all those teams. I mean, you're so right. There seems mediocre. to be this this group of decently mediocre, mediocre teams. Mediocre. Like, but they're oh, slight. I like that decently mediocre. You just have a way with words. <laughs> they're me, they're slightly above average. I mean, these rosters. I mean, especially the Bengals. The Bengals have a they have a decent roster as far as NFL standards <laughs> go, and, and I mean, they just absolutely can't put it together. Uh, the Bills too. I mean, I, like, they're just so like you know they're, they're not a good. bad no, but they're not a bad <laughs> football team. But because of their you know they haven't made the playoffs in X years and they haven't proven themselves at all. And the fact they've had these two ugly wins, sort of going downhill. But you I mean, know what? Very own Rick Schultz. I told him he's a big <laughs> Bills fan. I was like, mark my words, ten and six. I really, I really was buying. it. I would love to get Rick's it. opinion. I know he actually yeah. is a big Bills fan, so. And then they completely undermine Tyrod Taylor. And it's like, that is, yeah. hey, let's talk about that for a second. What, what, I mean, Dom, what's your take on that? I mean, looking back at Tyrod Taylor, he hasn't had a bad year, 13 touchdowns, uh, three interceptions. But I just think this big debacle against the Saints that he have, they just want to pull the plug, which is surprising because if the season were to end today, the Bills the would be playoffs. in the playoffs. It's yeah, a it's a wild that. move. I mean, the more I think about it, there's no way this other guy gives you a better chance to win than Tyrod Taylor. I mean, Tyrod mm-hmm. Taylor's a proven dual threat. He's a proven starting caliber quarterback. There's no way that they plan on having this thing last the whole year, right? And I, mean, I mean, this has to be co- – is, is this sort of a, a more like – is this a signal to Tyrod that he should start picking it up? Or what, what's, what is this? I don't know what this is. I mean, the fact that I don't even know what college the new quarterback comes from just says it all because I know basically where every player came from coming out of college. I mean, these are – I don't know what signal it it, it, it sends. I I really don't because if they lose, it undermines Tyrod and it undermines their their, their chances of getting into the playoffs. And their chances of getting into the playoffs are really high. Because if you look at the rest of the, the Bills' record, they got the Chargers, so that's a win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the Chiefs, which isn't great. But then they have the Patriots, and then after that, they have Indianapolis they can win, Miami they can win. They're going to get the Steelers in Week 16. Or sorry, they're going to get the Patriots in Week 16, which means the Patriots are going to rest their players. So that's another win. And they're going to play the Dolphins again. So of the, three, of the next seven games, only one of them I think they're going to lose. So what are they doing? I guess they're trying to say, we don't need you. But the thing is that, you know, at least Tyrod can manage games, you know? I mean, it's just a wild decision. I think it's truly disrespectful. I think it's pretty silly, to be honest. All right. Uh just crazy. I mean, I mean, they're not at the – the season's not over, so I can't really understand that move. Right now, let's get to fantasy with 
Jimmy, the Mayor Sullivan. Who are some of the safest bets in fantasy this week? Here are the players our expert thinks you must start if you're looking to win your matchup. All right, so first guy I'm looking at here, quarterback Alex Smith. He's going up against the Giants. It's a weak defense. He's owned in pretty much all the leagues, and he's been a top-ten quarterback really the entire year. He's an excellent start. The Giants' defense is depleted, and they've sort of pulled the plug on this season, if we're being honest. So start Alex Smith if you have him. This Giants' defense nearly allowed 300 yards to C.J. Beathard last week. Running back, I like Mark Ingram. Had a huge week against Buffalo last week. May actually have some points siphoned from him by Alvin Kamara, the second-string running back. I really like Mark Ingram, though. He's been a stud all year. He's a really safe bet. He's going up against the Redskins, who are not a terrible defense, but I still like Ingram. Wide receiver, this is the one I really wanted to talk about. So the top three wide receivers in the NFL right now. DeAndre Hopkins is number two in receiving. Antonio Brown's number one. Adam Thielen on the Vikings is number three. He's a safe play. He's pretty much matchup proof at this point. I read on ESPN this morning. I believe that's true as well. Uh, so third best receiver in the league. He's been like a top 10 fantasy receiver. Safe bet even against the Los Angeles Rams. And finally for tight end. I got to go with Zach Ertz on the Eagles. He's been, he's sat out for basically, he's going to have three weeks off. Like, he hasn't played in three weeks. He missed the game before their bye, which was against the Broncos because of the hamstring injury, and they had a bye last week. So he's going to be rested. Cowboys defense, not great. Had a kind of a rough performance against the Falcons last week. I like Zach Ertz in that matchup against Dallas. Jimmy, great stuff. Love those picks. We'll bring you in. Next time for the for the dud section because I'm I'm a little more curious to hear what you got there. Mark Ingram though, oh my goodness, did he have a performance last week? Right now, you you did bring it up. The Giants, very very unfortunate, just all around with them. Uh, hey, you know what? I just finished up this report. Why don't we play it here? I gotta say, and then we'll talk about it. For a second straight week, the Giants seem to hit a new low in what is becoming an impressive season of troughs. If a 51-17 defeat last week at home to the Rams didn't fully wreck the morale of Big Blue, an embarrassing loss to the winless 49ers this week surely did. The final score of 31-21 San Francisco does not do justice to the game itself as a reflection of how New York played. Let's just put it this way, the Giants did nothing to halt the narrative that they have quote-unquote given up or laid down on this season. Instead, they filled the tape with evidence of just that, missed tackles, blown coverages, and a general lack of effort. This lack of energy was so egregious that the players and coaches held meetings this week to call people out and try and place some accountability in the locker room. The word Ben McAdoo used to describe these meetings was brutally honest. Speaking of McAdoo, he also came out to the media and said that these next seven weeks will be the greatest opportunity of his life. And I tend to agree. Unless the second-year head coach strings together more than a few victories, or the team begins to show some serious grit, I can't imagine he makes it back next year. Unfortunate, if only for the reason that the guy did go 11-5 in his first season. Someone who particularly lacked effort in Sunday's loss was Janoris Jenkins. The Giants simply need more out of their $50 million cornerback. But it wasn't just him. The whole team needs to look in the mirror right now and decide if they want to flip the script on this season, as only they have the power to do so. Stay tuned this week to see how the team responds as the Chiefs of Kansas City come into MetLife at 1 p.m. Covering the New York Giants, I'm Tommy Aldridge, WFUV Sports.
Well, I mean, I think the, the melancholy tune there really does the season justice. The Giants really becoming the laughingstock of the league at this point. Uh, no energy, no desire, no passion on the field for New York. Giants, that is. We obviously have the Jets here as well. But but for Big Blue, I mean, it's really gotten to the point where it's just bad. And, and what I referenced there in the report was that this week there were all these meetings, you know, where people were calling each other out, sort of having a, you know, heart-to-heart type thing. And, and McAdoo really does sort of acknowledge that his job's on the line. So, I mean, guys, did they stand any chance of sort of having – is this a trap game for the Chiefs? Maybe. I mean, the thing about it, I don't, I don't, I feel like these meetings came a little too late. Because say they go out there and they actually put together a good game against the Chiefs, which I don't think anyone believes they will, uh, just because the Chiefs are just a superior team and have more talent. But if you forget about like allowing a touchdown to like to a tight end every game this year, because Travis Kelsey, I feel like is going to go off. But I kind of feel bad for Ben McAdoo in a sense because he came out saying, like you said. Um, He's, I think it was a message to the fans. He said, we want your support. Come out, watch a great show. We plan on playing great football on Sunday and getting a win. I, I just think he's fooling himself at this point. I, I really don't feel like this team can turn it around. I couldn't agree more with Dom. And, and to, to, to just kind of emphasize this more than anything, like, who cares? You know, McAdoo's done. He yeah. needs to go. He's not. He, I, I don't know if he's a good guy or a bad guy. I have no idea. But I'm sure he's a great the way, guy. The way he, oh yeah, totally. <laughs> the way he has come across though to his his uh, his players, at least though, clearly shows that they feel in many ways disrespected or not listened to. And I feel like he has acted in a way a bit arrogant and a bit stubborn in his in his tactics, and he's not been adjusting to them or giving some players more time than others. Um, but I think the fundamental point, just that, and this is kind of my point on the Jets and Giants topic, which is it's time to focus on the quarterback of the future. So I think Eli deserves better than having to deal with this. I think he should be traded to the Jaguars, as we've, as we've discussed in past weeks. The, the Giants can get, you know, maybe hopefully, I don't think so, but hopefully a, a first-round draft pick and, the Giants can draft a draft uh, a quarterback and offensive lineman in the draft, and, and you know they'll be in good shape. So, so Mir, do you want them to? Would you uh, want them to sit Eli now, or do you want him to keep playing the rest of this no, year? No, Eli should keep playing because yeah. uh, the the backup that they have is a, he's not, he's no good. Yeah, I so, heard Davis Webb isn't ready to just. Uh, yeah. It's like it's kind of like the Jets situation. They're yeah, just not ready. This is, this is the same guy that the day before the draft said I'm going to be drafted in the first round, and then he <laughs> ended up being drafted, I think, in the third, right by the Giants, if mm-hmm. not the fourth. I mean, it, you know, it, the the situation is not good. And Tommy, you're a reporter. For the Giants, right? So, so you would probably be able to say better than I could. But Davis Webb, he's he's not ready. For the I'm NFL. just yeah. I mean, <laughs> Davis Webb. I'm not interested in Davis Webb. There's no reason to be interested yeah. in Davis Webb. Well, I'm not a Giants fan, but I was reading today that a lot of the fans are just they're tired. They're sick and tired. They the, just want to see what he can Davis do. The Davis Webb thing is is it's a non-story. It's a non-story. It's it's Wait. a completely guaranteed thing to happen in the media that the New York Giants with an old and aging quarterback, Eli Manning, yeah. are go one and eight and you have just drafted a quarterback for the first time in you know in the Manning era. There was Nassib, non-story, and now there's Davis. Story cuz Manning's older. Basically, this 
this story was going to come out when the Giants go 1-8. and eight. So, yeah, I think it's a non-story. Davis Webb, you know, if this was a year later and, you know, we had Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold on the bench and we're 1-8, mm-hmm. I'm saying, let's take a look. But Davis Webb really, eh, it's just not, not too impressive for me. But I want to sort of rewind to last week. Jimmy mentioned it, the Giants' defense giving up 300-plus yards to Brethard, Bethard, the uh, 49ers quarterback. I just want to know your guys' thoughts on the Giants clearly have talented personnel in their defense. So how much is there to say about just the morale? Mm-hmm. And when you start to play unconfident or un- without passion, you start to give up games like this? And is is, is, so, is that what's going on? Or, or is this Giants defense just a different unit than last year? So I personally know people on the Giants and, and 49ers. Uh, two of the players, Sterling Shepard and, and George Kittle, we both went to, to middle school together, and I went to high school with George Kittle. And George Wait, Kittle's is that starting... how close we are in age to Sterling Shepard? <laughs> oh yeah, he's yeah he's he's like a, I think like only a few months older than me. But um, oh my. George Kittle and I went to high school together, and George Kittle went to Iowa, and he st- his starting quarterback was C.J. Beathard. And I was talking to him about this, and he's like, C.J. is the real deal. I'm just worried that after the Jimmy trade. For Jimmy Garoppolo says the back, guy back. who went to the same college as him. <laughs> no, 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 but no, but 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 like, look at what CJ did to the Giants. No, it's fair, right? And, mm. and that's one. And then two, I was I, I was chatting with a, a few people from high school that that were telling me what Sterling was telling them. And I I, I kind of loosely stay in touch with Sterling from time to time. We'll, we'll just maybe say hi if it's like per, like neighbor connections. That's you know? cool. Um, and, well, yeah, I mean, he's a very nice guy, and we I'm neighbors with Ryan Broyles, and he kind of looks up to Ryan Broyles. But anyway, the point is that um, Sterling was like, C.J. Beathard, if he were on the Giants, would have very, like, would, would, would be in much better shape to take over Eli in the, like, as the, as the, as the kind of the, the heir apparent, right? Because C.J. still has to develop, but at least we're seeing flashes in games where, He's a guy who could be like the next Andy Dalton, which, to be honest with you, a fifth-round quarterback, that's a pretty good outcome if you're going to be the next Andy Dalton, you know? So I don't think it was so much of it was a bad Giants defense. I think it's the Giants are a little bit disheartened by the season, as I've been saying since, like, week three. And then also, CJ's got a little bit of game, and George Kittle's pretty good, and, you know, that's what happened. Yeah, uh, the question was about the Giants defense, and I I think – I, was it Jan- Janoris Jenkins? I think was getting ripped in the media because they they were saying he just didn't have the energy that you needed to compete out there, and he he kind of just shrugged it off and said, "Just go look back at the tape," and that's exactly what the Giants did. Uh, we don't I don't believe we know the exact players that Coach McAdoo was showing uh, in those meetings, but there was definitely players that just didn't seem like they were into and they didn't even I don't want to say, but they didn't want to be out there. That's what it looked like, you know, especially from a, a guy like Janoris Jenkins. Um, with the media and uh, people coming down and criticizing him, it's just not a good look for that Giants defense who was so dominant last year. Yeah. Well, I, 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 just real quick, Tom, I think the important thing to understand, though, is that Janoris is another guy who, mm. when disheartened, doesn't play to the level he should. Remember what he did when he was at the Bills compared to what he did when he was on the on the Rams. No, I, know, I mean, that's, Rams, that's yeah, important. Rams. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I sort of feel you there. Uh, if anyone's going to give up on a bad season, not to disrespect him, but Janoris, it's the cornerback mentality, kind of. But it, it is. Uh, he did it yeah, Florida. I think I mean, the Giants. Not... I think this is a defense that 
Oh, I mean, if you flipped this record, if they're eight and one and have an NFC East game at home, I think they're playing some lights out defense. Um, mm-hmm. The Jets have a bye week. Uh, let's spend like let's spend like a minute or two on the Jets here. Literally though, just a minute or two because yeah, they are on a that's bye. That's all we need. And they're coming off one of the worst games I've seen in a while. Check that game; it's fifteen to three at one point. So. The Jets had there are no touchdowns at that point, so I don't know. What any thoughts? The the thing I the, the, like what I have to say about the Jets, all the people that say, "Oh, you guys lost," it doesn't matter because we weren't it wasn't supposed to like be anything this season. It's kind of I kind of translate that with the Yankees. The Yankees weren't supposed to make the playoffs, weren't supposed to do anything. I'm not saying the Jets are the Yankees, but I'm saying the Jets actually showed something here, and they could have went to five and five and be a half a game out of the the playoffs today, as of today. And then you wet the bed against a Buccaneers team who hasn't uh, shown anything, basically. And then they don't have Jameis Winston. They don't have Mike Evans. And you still go out there and play like that? I think it's atrocious by the Jets. And it seems like they can't get anything going on the road. Because I think their only road win was against the Browns. And that wasn't even pretty. Two things. Two things. Jets need to hope they get like a 12 or 13 and under pick in the first round and get Chase Windovich. He's a great linebacker from Michigan. Another guy eligible. on defense, though? You want a, another guy well, on yes, defense? Because, yes, because the, the Jets' defense is legit. Y'all just need a linebacker. Mm-hmm. And then the second or third round, get Baker Mayfield. Y'all will love him. I'm Baker. not saying he's going to be great, but you guys will love him. I uh, promise. He's the most likable person ever. <laughs> he's a Jets but, guy. He's a Jets guy. The, I, the thing that worries me, like the Jets, they haven't been like so, you know, they haven't been able to draft a quarterback. I, I'm sure Baker Mayfield's a great guy, but about his football ability translating to the NFL, I feel like the Jets will find a way to screw that up. Yeah. So well, the Jets find ways to screw, and the Jets find ways to screw a lot of things up. Let's just end the conversation there because they just yeah. depress me. But I'm sure Makers, uh, Baker Mayfield's a great guy. Baker Mayfield, it 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 happened again where we're talking about the the college picks with the Jets. Whatever. <laughs> so. So let's 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 do it, Jimmy. Come on, tell us tell us who to bench this week. Predicting this week's fantasy duds is just as important as picking this week's fantasy studs. Here's who our expert thinks you should sit this week. Well, first of all, I'm sure Baker Mayfield is an awesome dude, but for as for my duds, uh, first one, Matt Stafford, Detroit Lions quarterback. All right, I love Matt Stafford. He's a top ten quarterback in fantasy all year. He's one of the most perennially underrated quarterbacks in the league, but this matchup against the Bears this weekend, I don't like for them. Bears have a good defense in spite of the fact that they literally have maybe a high school offense. So their defense is really going to, I think, put the clamps on the Lions, and Stafford's not going to get a ton of points, I really don't think. Number two, Adrian Peterson. I had a little trouble with this one. So Adrian Peterson's played four games with the Cardinals. Two wins, two losses. In two wins, he's averaging over 146 yards per game. Two losses, he's averaging 25 yards per game. So you sort of pick your poison there, and you hope he lands in the middle where he gets 90 or 100 yards, and you'd be happy with that. However, this Houston run defense is really good. I don't like the matchup. I think he's going to be closer to 25 this week, and I would. I think Houston's really going to stack up to try to stop the run this week because Arizona's starting Blaine Gabbard at quarterback. So I'm, I wouldn't start Adrian Peterson if I have that option. And the third one, this was a little tough for me, but Robert Woods on the Rams. Robert Woods is having a great year, like the other two guys I mentioned, but this is a tough matchup. It's a Vikings defense that they sort of bend, but they don't really break, and they don't give up a lot of big plays, and Robert Woods is M.O., if you will, in fantasy is those big plays, those 50, 60-yard plays. He made that play against the Giants two weeks ago where he took the screen pass to the house. 
Honestly, I didn't get to work it into studs, but if you have Cooper Cup, he's the slot receiver on the Rams. If you have him, start him because he's going to get a lot of these short little passes, especially in PPR leagues. He'll be really good. Robert Woods isn't going to break off those big plays like he usually does. So if you have him and you have another option, I would say try that out instead of going with Robert Woods, even though he's been amazing this year for the Rams. Cooper Cup was a player that our Fordham Rams saw. Uh, at uh, Eastern Washington last year, uh, Jimmy, with 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 the Rams' offense, uh, sorry, who's who's this guy you told us to sit? Uh, okay, I told you to sit. Uh, sorry, I told you to sit. Robert Woods. Robert Woods. Yes. He is is he more a product of of what the Rams are doing on offense right now? Right now, I would say yes, because he was on the Bills last year. The Rams made a lot of changes from last year to this year. They had Jeff Fisher who. We could get on another thing later. He basically was not an offensive genius. Uh, and I then agree. So they have all new receivers this year. Woods is new. Sammy Watkins is new. Cooper Cup is new. They've got an entirely new scheme with Sean McVay, which is brilliant. And they have, they have the best offense in the league. I'm pretty sure they still do by statistical measures. And if you just watch them, they're amazing. So I, Robert Woods is a talented receiver, but he never showed anything like this whether he was at Buffalo or even really at USC. So I think he's... Yeah, really- well, actually, Jimbo, I got to correct you on that. Robert Woods was very good in college. He, he was he was good at college. He I, I don't know if he was this good, though. He was overshadowed by Marquise Lee, True. but then Marquise Lee didn't develop in the NFL because of all the meniscus injuries. Yeah, and playing on the Jaguars won't help you there either, honestly. Yeah, well, yeah. I definitely have seen Woods be decent in this league for a while. It's just good to see him kind of get going now because I've always thought he was capable. Yeah. But to see him explode in a good offense is nice. <laughs> so, guys, we're going to do something a bit new now. We're basically, you set up the playoff picture. So, let's just go. Let's start with the AFC and let's look at the divisions. So, the AFC East. The you just want to skip over this one? We all know the Patriots are Yeah, here. yeah. Let, okay. So, <laughs> no, so, I'm just kidding. We no, can go talk about it. It's perfectly valid. Seven and two. <laughs> Uh, you know, now let's skip over this one. We're gonna we're gonna have to make our comments short because we can't overanalyze every division yeah. or else we're gonna go crazy. But the Bills are there uh, at five and four. They well, wow, the Bills have been majorly slipping. Uh, mm. We're gonna give that to the Patriots. Well, let's look at the wild cards in the NFC East right now. So you have the Patriots on top of this one, seven and two. The Bills are there at five and four. AFC West, Chiefs sit atop at six and three. Next best is the Raiders at 4-5. and five. You'd like them to at least be a, in the conversation. Steelers have ran away with the AFC North. 8-2, and two, the next best is 4-5. and five. Yeah. And then the AFC South is really the tightest one. So let's start with that. Guys, predict the AFC South for me real quick. Yeah, so for me in the AFC South, I have to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, their defense is unbelievable. It's basically, just yeah. to set it up, it is basically a competition between the Jaguars and the Titans. Yeah. That's basically. Yeah, and I. And Sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just no, wanted no. to let everyone know. So you're you're taking. I was getting the a little excited about the Jaguars. Yes, I'm taking the yeah. Jaguars. No, it's I'm fine. Take, I'm taking the Jaguars as well. Okay, so we like the Jaguars. So so, the next logical thing to be would would be to say, do we think the Titans are going to get the wild card? No, they, no, they're not. No, they're not. That's a hot take though, Mir, because they're six and four. I'm just saying my opinion. Okay, <laughs> they're six. I, I know, of course, they're six and four. The next best wild card option is the sliding Bills at five and four. I mean, who else are you? Are the Raiders going to go on a run, or are the well, or are the Ravens going to go on a run? You well, have to pick see, one. Let's see what Nate Peterman can do. Oh, get out of here! 
Get out of here. <laughs> okay. I, I think Rick Schultz needs to be in the game instead of Nate Peterman. Okay, hold on. Mir, though, I'm going to put you on the spot. If you if you say the 6-4 and four, number one wild card right now are not going to make the playoffs, you have to pick at least one. you got to name me two wild cards then. Okay, all right. So if the Titans don't get in, right, then I think that either the Bills get it, yep. all right, wait, wait, one wait. option. Just real quick, even with like a rookie, if they keep the rookie quarterback, you still think they'll make it? I, I, I'm just saying those are my two picks, okay. right, to replace the Titans. Because Come on, Bills and who? Would be Bills, okay. And the next one is, and I know you're going to laugh, and I kind of thought they were dead, are the Raiders because mm. they're going to play the Patriots. Not a laugh, not a laugh. Very, very reasonable. But then, but one second, but then they're going to play Broncos and Giants. And the Chargers. Then they play the Chiefs. That's not great. But then they play Cowboys. Eagles will be resting because that'll be the second to the last week. And then they'll play the Chargers. Okay, so, so out of those, I only see two losses. Okay, so you like the uh, you like the Raiders. I like the Raiders too. That's a very reasonable mm-hmm. pick. They were supposed to be one of the best teams in the leagues. So what about you, uh, Dom? What do you, what do you think for these wild card options? For the wild card. I, I mean, I'm with you guys on the Raiders. I, I think they could. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. very reasonable thing that they make a run. Yeah, and uh, I don't think, I mean, I want to say the Tennessee Titans because they just won, they won four in a row be- before this loss. Um, and I, I don't see the Bills as a big threat. Um, I know Mir says they're going to make it. Uh, but looking at the Tennessee Titans, they got, I think they could beat the Colts. I think they could beat the Texans. The Cardinals, 49ers. And then you got the Rams and the Jaguars to end the season, which is tough. But I, I really like the Tennessee Titans uh, with six and four, and I believe Mariota four interceptions. I, I don't think that I, I really don't think that will happen again. Very valid. You think also that the Cardinals will tank that game? I think the Cardinals are just done. There's oh, yeah. no I way. Think, they blame I feel Gabbard like the starting. Cardinals this week. are going to try to win that game. Oh wait, wait, I, hold on, hold on. If we're talking about the Cardinals, we have to switch to the NFC. Okay, sorry. There's rules to follow. No, no, no. I, I just realized Cardinals in the NFC, so let's do it. NFC. <laughs> NFC East, I think, is a lock. Eagles are going to win that mm-hmm. division. And I, oh, there's no doubt. So we'll get, yeah, so so the NFC West is a very interesting division. We'll probably go back to that real quick. 7-2, and two, the Rams lead. 6-3, and three, the Seahawks are next, and, and the Cardinals are 4-5. and five. I think they're done. Uh, NFC North, 7-2 and two are the Vikings. And then the Lions are 5-4. and four, And the Packers are 5-4. and four. And then there's the NFC South, which is another really interesting division. Wow, okay. Yeah, that's very close. So 7-2 and two are the Saints, and 7-3 and three are the Panthers. So I'm just looking at this right now. I think, one, I think we all have to pick. Let's pick the NFC West real quick because it's a tight race between the Rams and the Seahawks. You know, I think the Rams are super flashy and super hot, but I just want to say that the, the law of averages is going to kick in and Somehow the Seahawks are going to end up with a better record. That's my pick. And it's crazy with the Rams just because they've been so like mediocre with Jeff Fisher. Bringing in this guy, uh, McVay, 31 years old, what he's been able to do with this team has just been incredible. They've won four in a row. They're 7-2. to But I st- I'm still not convinced for some reason. I know I should be. It's probably like, you know, because their offense is unbelievable. you got to be probably, somewhat uh, convinced with 7-2. Yeah. and two. You know, it, that's yeah. no All joke. Right. But with the Seahawks right. right behind them, I feel like I, I think the the Rams could definitely get a wild card. But yeah. I, I don't know between the Seahawks. So you're and the with Rams. me. You like the Seahawks. I do. I All like right. the Seahawks. What do you think? Like, what do you think, Mir? As I said last week, and I don't remember if E-Man agreed with us, uh, agreed with me on this one. But 
I said Rams win the division, Seahawks don't make the playoffs, and I'm oh. sticking by that. Okay, so we're going to get right to that now. Now, So, yeah, so two of us like the Rams, one of us like the – sorry, two of us like the Seahawks, one mm-hmm. of us likes the Rams. Um, so now let's get into these wild cards. So the realistic wild card options are the next winner of the NFC West, either the Rams or the Seahawks, or most definitely someone from the NFC South, whether it be the Saints or the Panthers. And shoot, we might have to pick real quick. Let's just let's just name it without too much explanation. Seven and two Saints, seven and three Panthers. Who do we like to win that division? And then the answer to that will give away our wild card picks. I think I like Saints. the Saints. Too. I win. Yeah. Saints. Okay, we all like the Saints. Seven in a row. So, I mean, I think the Panthers are a near lock at that point for the wild card. And I, 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 I sort of think true. the Seahawks are a lock, too. Those are going to be my I, picks I think right so now. Too. Go ahead. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I'm going to hesitantly pick the Panthers, but I can easily – they've had dud games. I mean, they lost to the Bears, and I picked that. I mean, I just don't trust the Panthers. I could see them to to make the playoffs or win the win the division. Yeah, to, no, sorry, to make the playoffs. It's a total lock. Saints are, are, are winning that division, but I wouldn't be surprised if if they kind of mess it up at the end and the Falcons get in somehow in place of them or the Lions. Okay, yeah. So I was going to say that the the next couple options to start looking at would be the Lions at five and four. They have some star mm-hmm. power. Uh, to go on a hot streak. The Falcons certainly have the star power to go on a streak. So I think it's it's definitely early enough where we, we can't say any of these guys are locks. They, they're looking good. But I think the, the Falcons and the Lions especially are some re- – oh, and we and, and the there's NFC a, East. There's a lot of five and the four The Cowboys. Teams. What do we think about the, the Cowboys? Problem, well, here, one second. The problem with the Falcons though, making the playoffs is – Tough schedule. Yeah, they go Seahawks, Bucks, Vikings, Saints, Bucks, Saints, Panthers. That's yeah, they have to face the Saints twice. Whereas the the Cowboys, the Cowboys look okay. I mean, they got Eagles, which sucks, but then they have Chargers, Redskins, Giants, then Raiders, eh, Seahawks, eh. But then the last game is against the Eagles, Eagles and Eagles will be resting that. I could see even the Cowboys sneaking in. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I Dom. mean, Dak looks good, guys. Yeah. Dak, like, people, I don't know if it's a race thing or what, but people do not want, they just want to think of Dak as game manager. And uh, he's not. Yeah, I he's feel you really on that. not. Yeah, I feel you on that. That is that is a fascinating discussion. Dom, last word on these on these picks here. Uh, anything? I think it's it's too soon to pick because there's a lot of five and four teams, but definitely yeah. the Packers are out, in my opinion. Uh, you guys give a little love to the Cowboys. I think their schedule is a little tough. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm going to go with the the Panthers and the, then the Seahawks. Yeah, so so I really like that section, what we just did there. I mean, we pretty much just analyzed the state of the league. Not bad. Uh, I think conclusion you may be able to draw is that the NFC is a little more up in the air right yeah, now than the AFC. Uh, there are four spots in the, N- the NFC yeah. that are, can be up for yes. grabs. Agree. So – so that's it. So let's 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 move on to our third and final fantasy installment with Jimmy Sullivan, and that is the sleeper section. Nailing sleeper picks is a surefire way to get your team a victory. Here are some players that fantasy owners are currently overlooking. All right, so we got a couple interesting ones this week. The first one I like is J.J. Nelson of the Cardinals. Here's why. 
it, Bruce Arians came out in the media this week and said, and I'll just put it in a politically correct manner, that he's been on some not-so-good teams, which is absolutely true. And John Brown, who's usually the second receiver for the Cardinals, he might be out this week. So J.J. Nelson's going to be the second option behind Larry Fitzgerald. So that's going to be an interesting option, particularly if that Houston defense, as I said before, kind of focuses on Adrian Peterson. I can see J.J. Nelson breaking off a couple big plays. He's only owned in about 28% of leagues on ESPN. He's an interesting guy to look at, maybe in a little deeper leagues. My second sleeper, a little more mainstream, Rex Burkhead of the New England Patriots. He's been picked up at about 29% of owners picked him up this week is up to about 40 percent in leagues he had the most snaps at the running back position of any of those running backs last week whether it be Deion lewis or james white he's a guy you want to pick up for this week they're going up against the raiders defense that just hasn't been very good and they're in mexico city with the elevation so he's a guy you want to look at he caught a receiving touchdown last week against the broncos he's an interesting guy to look at okay i'll introduce this one this way two years ago philip rivers was my fantasy starting quarterback the chargers were terrible back then kind of as they are now and i started him most of the weeks and he did great for me because he was amazing in the fourth quarter when the game was already over he was the garbage time fiend so by that theory i'm going eli manning this week okay this is my theory he's only owned in about half of espn leagues The Chiefs are the better team this week, which we can all agree on. If the Chiefs take a huge lead here, Eli Manning, they're going to be throwing the ball every play. So, I mean, he's going to steal. You might look up and it's like, whoa, he has 25, 30 points. So that's an interesting one. And then my last one, and this is a very deep option, Mercedes Lewis. He's the tight end for the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. He's going up against the Browns. Okay, everyone is always a good play against the Browns. He's only owned in about 3% of leagues. He's... He's one of these sort of touchdown or bust tight ends like Julius Thomas and and some of these other guys. But if he does catch a touchdown, he'll have a good week. So he's a guy you want to pick up, especially in the red zone. The Jaguars have a great turnover margin. That offense might have a couple more opportunities. And in so doing, there would be a couple opportunities for Mercedes Lewis. Jimmy, thank you for the advice. Lord knows I need it this year. It's... It's just bad in the fantasy department. So now we got a great a great section, the pick section, where I notoriously do them all off the dome. I literally just look at the matchup, <laughs> and I just pick. And we're also joined by Jackson Heil, just because he's a good guy, you know, just generally <laughs> speaking. So let's just start. The Chiefs and the Giants, all right? The Chiefs and the Giants. I'm going with the Chiefs. I mean, I think that's easy to pick Chiefs. Uh, this is... No, this isn't a trap game. I got the Chiefs. Should I be the I'll one go. guy and take the Giants? Someone should. No, It Chiefs. should be me. Okay. It's no, got to be Chiefs. It just Mira. doesn't make sense. There's nothing... I'm going with the Chiefs. Oh, you Mira. forgot about Mir. I forgot you. <laughs> All right. Mir, we're going to have to... Okay. Oh, okay. Mir's going with the Chiefs, too. Mir, go yeah. right after me, okay? Yeah. Well, that makes more sense. Okay. I'll tell you off. Arizona at Houston. Uh, I'm going with the Texans. Let's go, baby. Let's do it. Uh, I'm gonna go with Arizona behind Blaine Gabbert. I don't think Tom Savage can pull it for Houston. Are we allowed to pick ties in this segment? Yeah, yeah. right. Ugly <laughs> matchup. Ugly, uh, ugly matchup. It is very. Ugly. Arizona goes to five and five. It's Tom Savage season. No. Tom Savage time, baby. <laughs> I wonder honestly how much of a savage he truly is. Probably I mean, he, you not know, he's all. an NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah. he's probably a huge. Savage. I mean, he'd be disrespecting his name exactly. if he wasn't. He's <laughs> definitely a savage. Anyway. Detroit Lions at Chicago Bears. I always take the Bears at home this year because they're just playing well in general. I'll take the Bears. 
I'm going with the Bears as well. I'm going to go with Detroit. The Bears. Ah, you stole my line, so I'll take Detroit. You know what? This is going to be – I think the, the Lions are probably going to win this one, and I'm going to regret taking the Bears. L.A. Rams at Vikings. Whew. I'm taking – that's yeah. a great matchup. This Very is one good. of the best games of the week. You know what? I like the Vikings at home. I like the Rams. And uh, I know before I said I don't believe in the Rams, it's not convincing, but I'm going with the Rams against Minnesota. I think if the season ends right now, I think the Rams go to the Super Bowl. They win this game. I'm all aboard the Case Keenum bandwagon. Wow. <laughs> I'm, in another I'm world, all on it. Case in another world, this, this Vikings defense is just going to destroy Case Keenum and end this absurd hot streak. Washington <laughs> at New Orleans. New Orleans all the way. They're hot. I think they've won seven, seven games. Seven in a row. Mir? I'm taking I'm New Orleans. To, oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't hear you on that. I'm going to go with the Saints as well. Good choice. Yeah, I'm going with the Saints. It's hard to beat the Saints right now. I like New Orleans. Kirk Cousins will not be liking the result. I'm taking the Saints. You like that? Baltimore at Green Someone Bay. Someone got it. Hey, these teams have like a similar record. I think the Packers are also 5-4, and four, which is crazy. Yeah. But got to imagine the Ravens are going to take this one. I'm going with the Packers. I'm going with the Ravens. I don't think the Packers can pull this one out. Yeah, I, I believe in Joe Flacco enough to score more points than Brett Hundley. I'll take the Ravens. <laughs> Joe Flacco is elite. <laughs> that wow. That's is, all you need. I'm taking Baltimore. Need. Ultimate question. Jacksonville at Cleveland. I'm going to go with Jacksonville. I'm going with Jacksonville as well, but last week Cleveland put a scare on the Lions. They that did. was a very Cleveland's close game. On the ri- oh. Cleveland's on the rise, guys. They have pieces, but I'm going with Jacksonville. A few years ago, this would have been a toss-up because both of these teams have been bad for a while, but Jacksonville's finally turned around. I'm going with Jacksonville. Okay, this I is, mean, last year would have been a toss-up. Yeah. yeah. And this is, I will just say, this is the trappiest trap game of the weekend. Uh, yeah. I'll take the Jaguars in a close one. This is the trappiest trap game of the weekend until Deshaun Kaiser goes out there and it's awful. Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's funny, I... When I hear the word trap game, all of a sudden I just thought about like trap beats or like the, yeah, the rap genre, and I never thought of that before. Right, I'll, anyway. give you, I'll give you a final score, 17-38. Ooh, a final, oh. a final score. All right, uh, Bucks at Miami. Oh, Jim Bob. <laughs> this is the lightning round from now on. Bucks at Miami. Bucks. No, sorry, Miami. Miami. Oh, look at this. Off the cuff. I'm Mir. going with Miami as well. Miami. That's a hideous matchup. I'll take Tampa, though. Well, I didn't, I didn't make my pick. I'm going to say uh, – I'm going to go with Miami, though. Miami, we're all on board. <laughs> Buffalo at L.A. Give me L.A. I'm going to go with Buffalo. Oh, you're nuts. With, okay, I'm going I, with Nate Peterman. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say this. I think the Chargers will win this one at home. I don't think the rookie quarterback gets it done. Los Angeles Chargers. Phil Rivers is time. <laughs> Hall of Famer. Chargers. New England at Oakland. Oakland's got to get back. Go. they got to start winning games if they want to make a run. I'll take the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders as well. <laughs> I think New England is just a better team. I'm going to go with New England. Don't love the Raiders in Mexico here. I like the Patriots. No me gusta los Raiders. <laughs> oh, man. Brady time. All right. Cincinnati at Denver. I'm going with Cincinnati. I'm going with Cincinnati. Let's go. No, actually, I'm going with Denver. I'm going wow. with Denver. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, Mir, I'm with you. I'm, I'm going with Denver as well. Brock Osweiler looked like an NFL quarterback last week. I'm going with Denver. Hey. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with Denver. Philadelphia at Dallas. I like uh, Philly in this one. 
I like Philly because Zeke is not there, and that's the only reason. Well, I like Philadelphia even with Zeke there. I'm going Philly. Philly's just better. Well then. I like the Eagles. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? <laughs> oh, my wow. God. Emmanuel, volume check, volume check. Yeah. All over the boys this week. And the, the Monday night game, the Monday night game is Atlanta at Seattle. Uh, Atlanta really needs to get a win. I'll go with the Falcons. I'm going with the Falcons as well. I'm not trying to copy, Tommy. I just think that the loss of Sherman is going to help in the locker room. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Seattle on this one, actually. Falcons are usually not nearly as good on the road. I'll take Seattle. Quietly, Russell Wilson has played like an MVP this season. I'm mm-hmm. taking Seattle. All right. Uh, Emmanuel's trying to say something to me already. What I want to say is that Mir and Tommy agreed on everything. Wow. <laughs> wow. No, we didn't. Everything. No, we didn't. And no, I wanted to add that in. No, we didn't. No, we, did the, I, we picked different picks on the Vikings game. Vikings and Rams. Uh, I, I liked the Vikings. You like the yeah, Rams? Yeah, and I like the Rams. Yeah. Okay, switch him to the Rams. We'll get that sorted out. That's a hilarious observation. Dom Capone, thank you. Mir Gori, thanks for joining us over the phone. Jimmy Sullivan, uh, great fantasy stuff all day. Emmanuel Barbari behind the glass. And Jackson Heil joining us late for the picks. Tune in next time for NFL Friday, Week 12.